got a simple theme for this evening, as you can see from the title. Uh, the theme is just uh, Lead Me, Lead Me. And we're going to pursue that theme in uh, the book of Psalms in the Bible. And I'm hoping and expecting that uh, this uh, phrase will uh, echo in our hearts as we follow this through. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of you, depending on quite how old you are, makes you think of a particular verse, uh, a Sunday school chorus as it was in the past, lead me Lord, lead me in your righteousness. So that might be one of the verses that's uh, reverberating around your mind. And maybe you can think of others. Can you think of other Psalms where there's a lead me phrase? Well, there are a few, as we'll see. And it's been uh, good for me to have a think through some of them um, during this week. I hope it would be helpful for you this evening. And of course, David, who wrote most of the Psalms, was himself a leader And uh, he was a king when he wrote uh, some of the things that we read this evening. And yet he still felt the need to be led. Uh, You may be a leader in some way, of a group, or in your family, in the life of the church, community, business. Despite being a leader, do you still feel the need to be led? You still pray this prayer. In fact, does it make you want to pray the prayer more? To state the obvious, none of us are ultimate leaders. There is the great shepherd of the sheep and we need to be led. And in many ways, if we're leaders, we even more need to be led. I often come back in my mind to King Solomon And his request is in 1 Kings 3, so we're there before we jump into the Psalms. But he says this in verse 7, And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of David my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. In other words, I don't know how to lead. And your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern, lead your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? Well, this evening we mainly want to uh, track the prayers then in the Psalms. uh, Lead me prayers. Um, You have to be careful, sort of, plucking things out of different psalms. Uh, I have read each of the psalms that we will dip into, so I'm trying to be conscious of the overall flow of the psalm to avoid the danger of sort of taking things out of context. So that's going to be our, our main thing, is to just pursue this prayer, but there will be a different line of thought just nearer the end, which I, I want to bring in. We're, we're not going to be able... Uh, Perhaps I'm not able to focus on the intricacies of guidance and leadings and all of these sorts of things. Um, It's uh, aimed to be sort of encouraging, uh, to encourage the right sort of spirit towards things as we look at them this evening. Uh, I hope it might echo how we feel and I hope it might help us to pray similarly. So we're thinking firstly, largely this evening, really, of just simply lead me, Lord. Lead me, 
Lord. Now you're going to look at a, a few aspects of that. Some overlap between them, some distinctives. The first we're thinking of is, is this, lead me in your righteousness. We're in Psalm 5 for that. Lead me in your righteousness. This is what the Sunday School Chorus was based on. Psalm 5 and verse 8. And Psalm 5 and verse 8 says this. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Lead me in your righteousness. He wants to do what's right before God. He wants to go God's way and he feels his need of help to do so. Uh, One of our daughters, when she was younger, went through a phase where we were trying to demonstrate what to do or help her with what she should do. She would say, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. And we had to just stand back and leave her in her independence. But that is not the way of these Psalms. Lead me, Lord, lead me in your righteousness. I want to go your way. I need your help to go your way. His big concern, our biggest concern, should be what's right before God. I want to do what's right as a parent. I want to do what's right as a husband or a wife. I want to do what's right as a manager. I want to do what's right as a worker. I want to do what's right as a student. I want to do what's right as a Sunday school teacher. I want to do what's right as a resident in my home. Lead me, Lord. Lead me in your righteousness. Help me to do what's right before you. And this is a morning prayer. A couple of these are morning prayers. You can see that. From verse 3, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. And it is a good morning prayer, isn't it? It is a good start of the day prayer. It is a good prayer to be praying at the outset of things. Lead me, Lord, lead me in your righteousness. And when there's opposition, lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. There are dangers, there are difficulties, there are opposers. And so I especially need help so as not to get sucked away, as we've sung. And I especially need help to know how to deal with these tricky situations where I've got people against me that are stirring up my emotions in the face of opposition. Lead me, Lord. Lead me in your righteousness. I guess as a prayer of the persecuted church as well. In the face of my enemies. Lead me when I am uncertain. We're in Psalm 25. We had that read to us. I think this is is the the biggest of the Psalms, the main Psalm on this theme. And I I think some of the home groups were going to be pursuing this um, later in the week. Lead me when I'm uncertain. It's it's an alphabetical psalm. Often they are when they've got 22 verses. So it starts with each uh, letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's a heartfelt psalm. Love the way it starts. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. This is heartfelt. This is deliberate. This is what I want from you, Lord. And as he prays in this psalm, he's aware of situations where he doesn't know what to do. 
There are choices, there are options. Tell my afternoon walk, I was just thinking of this verse and others like it as I came to a bit of a, uh, a fork in the path behind um, Horder Centre. I thought, well, well, you know, I didn't quite know which way to go. I thought, well, if I go that way, the view will be nicer. If I go that way, I will up my step count. Uh, if I go that way, it will be shorter for the dog who's looking quite um, worn out and thirsty. If I go that way, I'll get back quicker and get on. So I had some choices, and not particularly big choices, but I had different routes. And in the psalm, it talks about different paths. Verse 4, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, lead me in your truth and teach me. Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. And he's got some choices. He's feeling about what the way ahead is and he wants to make sure the paths of choices are good. And the back cloth of it seems to be he's made some mess-ups in the past. There's quite a lot of confession of sin in this psalm. So, mindful of the messes of the past, he really wants to make the right choices now as he goes forward. And so his prayer is, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. O Lord, the different things I could do in facing this situation, help me to pick your path. And one aspect of this which I found quite interesting is as well that... um, we, We can't always go forward at the pace we would like to. Uh, sometimes there's a, there's a delay before we take any of the paths it seems that wasn't the case this afternoon I didn't need to deliberate at the fork in the path behind the hoarder centre for any length of time I just decided on the, the way down but there are sometimes things in life where, where there is some waiting and that seems to be the case here verse 3 indeed none who wait for you shall be put to shame Verse 5, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Well, waiting is hard, isn't it? Trying to discern the right way forward. Patience. That's sometimes involved with really calling out the Lord to the Lord. Lead me in your paths. That's one of the things I find particularly difficult sometimes, is when to, when to wait and when to go. You know, you get concerns in yourself that you've just got to act. You get concerns from others. This needs acting on. It's about time something was done. But sometimes wisdom is in waiting for the right way to open up. I love this prayer. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation For you I wait all the day long. Pursuing another one, we could say, lead me when I'm down. Or lead me when I'm low. We're in um, Psalm 43 for this one. It's part of a couplet, 42 and 43 really go together as psalms. And they they are low psalms. They're, you could say, depressed psalms. They are down Psalms. You see in verse in, in chapter in Psalm forty-three that um, he's mourning. He feels this is going about mourning. That's the way he describes it in verse three. 
Verse 2, why do I go about mourning? He, he's low, he's a, a sagging in his spirit, he's upset, he's disturbed. And uh, he's also cast down. Verse 5, this is a little bit of the chorus in the two Psalms. It comes up twice in Psalm 42 and here at the end of Psalm 43. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? So he's cast down, he's low, he's disturbed, he, he wants joy, he wants to feel God's presence. And in that he prays in verse 3, Send out your light and your truth, let them lead me, let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling, then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. He wants to be led. He wants to be led when he's low. I suppose you could say, maybe some of you have been on night hikes, long night walks, and maybe you get a bit lost on the hills or through the mountains and you're quite wondering which way to go and, uh, and, and then the, the, the rays of the sun start to come up. Or perhaps the moon breaks through and the clouds disappear and you have sufficient light. And, and these things come and they give you direction. That's what he's longing for in his loner. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. And I guess if you're feeling low and down, depressed, in turmoil, troubled, that's a nice prayer to pick up and take away with you. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. He's got a good future. It ends hoping God, for I shall yet again praise him, my salvation and my God. Lead me when I need safety. Lead me when I need safety. We're in Psalm um, 61. Uh, Maybe this comes to mind, some of you who know the Psalms, maybe this was one of the psalms or phrases, perhaps you probably didn't know where it was from, but maybe this came to your mind. It's another of these psalms which is uh, very real, very grounded. Um, You can see by the way it starts, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you where my heart is faint. So he's overwhelmed, he feels a long way off, his situation is desperate. And, and what, does he, what does he pray in this? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. He wants protection. He wants safety. He wants to be higher up. He wants to be perhaps uh, beyond the reach of the tide and the ocean. Or he wants to be up out of the, uh, the reach of the enemy in a high protected uh, a place of refuge. He wants to be there, not here. He wants to be placed in a, in a place of safety. And I think this is a, a relevant picture uh, for, for those becoming a Christian, wanting to be a Christian. 
to be in a place of safety, to be led up to be in a higher place of safety. Um, the, the, the writer Spurgeon and preacher Spurgeon um, it talks about a coastland that he was aware of, um, uh, steep cliffs, coastland, and it was a place where there were many shipwrecks and uh, somebody had uh, cut out in, into the, um, the face of, of the cliff some, some steps up out and apparently many uh, sailors who had been shipwrecked in the area found their way of safety because of those steps they were able to get to a place which was higher and out of the reach of the waves and the tides in their desperation. Lead me to a rock that is higher than I. And that is what you need if you are concerned about the things you've done wrong, if you know you need to be safe and have hope forever, if you know you need to be forgiven, then you can pray this prayer really, Lord lead me to a rock which is higher than I, lead me to a place of safety, I need to be in Christ and I'm not there yet, I'm praying this, Lord lead me up there, take me, take me up the steps so that I get to a point of safety where I'm safe alone in Christ. But it's a prayer also for the Christian life isn't it? as we find ourselves in deep difficulties and deep concerns and we get, want to get to a place of more stability uh, above the fray and we say in our sort of desperation, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let me be found increasingly secure in you and your promises. Lead me by your spirit. There's a slightly different distinctive in this one. This is in Psalm 143. Psalm 143, I, I, I really like the, the, the verses, especially I think 7 to 11. There's so many personal requests that come through in those verses, 7 to 11. We're particularly thinking of verse 10 here in Psalm 143. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. See, there's a teachable spirit about these psalms. They're so important in our hearts, a teachable spirit. A recognition of God and our need of his wisdom and help, wanting to please him. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Well, it's translated differently in different versions, but this seems to be a good translation. Let your good spirit lead me. And I find, I don't know if you find the same, that takes me to the New Testament. <coughs> lead me by your spirit. God's spirit internally at work in our hearts, directing us. Romans 8 and verse... 13, I think it is, 14 it is. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. They're led by God's Spirit. God's Spirit at work in their hearts, inclining them to the right way, drawing them to what is good and righteous and pleasing to God. You have it in the fruits of the Spirit. 
chapter, which is Galatians 5. He said there in verse 18, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then later on he says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So we're, we're following the lead of the Spirit. And you may say, well, what's it mean to be led by the Spirit? And we could have quite a discussion about what that does mean. Well, what it certainly means here, what it certainly means here is to be led in the attitude of the fruit of the Spirit, because that's what's sandwiched in between those two references I've just given you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh Lord, lead me by your Spirit. Put those desires, those attitudes, deep in my heart, so that I know what the right choice is to to make because I'm in tune with the Spirit and I I know what pleases the Spirit and I know what will be fruitful. Lead me by your Spirit. Lead me on level ground, straight path. Lead me in the best way, the effective way, the right way. And then the final one in this main section Lead me in the way everlasting. Maybe that was one that came to your mind if you know some of the Psalms. We're at the end of Psalm 139 here. There is a, there's a great prayer at the end of Psalm 139. You may have heard it. If not, it's worth getting familiar with. It starts in verse 23. Search me. O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. So it's an open prayer that wants to be searched and to know what's right and to be filtered really and to have God's spotlight in our hearts and attitudes to, 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 to be increasingly as God wants us to be. It's a great prayer. But then it leads on to this in the last verse of that psalm. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. That's how I want to come out of this searching. I want to be led in the everlasting way. What's that mean? Well, it could be the well-trodden way, the well-established way the good route. But it's the route with a the future. They're both a bit combined. Don't they? You know, sometimes you're choosing a route and you think, well, which path shall I go? And you think, well, maybe that one is it. And you, you go up this sort of fairly small path and you follow it for a little while and it goes nowhere, it's a dead end. You've got to come all the way back again and try another one. And the same happens. And you're, you're really looking for a good path, a well-established path, a path with a future, a path that's going to take you where you need to go. And uh, that's his prayer, I think. Search me so that I go the good route, the good route that goes on, the good route that's got a future, the good route that through Christ leads to everlasting life. The everlasting way, truth and the life. Lead me in the way everlasting. Well, I said to Mark this afternoon when we were talking about it, I said a little bit of a hodgepodge this evening. 
it is a bit of a hodgepodge of different verses, but they are verses of truth which come together in this theme of lead me, Lord, and I hope that it uh, echoes in your hearts. But I've, I've just got one final um, different slant just to finish on, which is this. Lead me, Lord, and then the Lord leads me. The Lord leads me. That's woven into some of these psalms and it's a note I want to end on. That big psalm, well, big psalm on, the, on this theme, Psalm 25, has this in it. reminds us that God leads. Verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way He leads the humble in what is right. He teaches the humble his way. Psalm 139, we may be in a long way off. We feel a long way from normal circumstances. Verse 10 there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And then coming back to the best known psalm of them all. Psalm 23, I imagine. And it is a psalm of the shepherd who leads. And this encourages us, as we think of this theme of leading, to know that God is a God who wonderfully leads. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Led beside the still waters, restored and led in the paths of righteousness, led home, led home. Just thinking of it in closing, made me think of uh, my dad. As you know, my dad's got um, Alzheimer's, had it for a few years uh, and one of the things that it is disabled in, in him is his map, really. So when he was in um, working life as a salesman, there was a point where he used to cover the whole of London, south of the Thames. And he didn't you know, have an A to Z, and he certainly didn't have sat-nav, and he just went round lots of different calls. He knew the route south of the Thames as a big area. And as of a couple of years ago, he, he wouldn't have been able to... Uh, to direct us from his house down to Forest Fold, those two miles, because the map's gone. I mean, we, we laugh about it. He takes it in, in his stride. He, he, does, um, he, he does still uh, go for walks, and uh, he, um, he goes for walks not very far uh, uh, around the estate, and uh, uh, he says, I just get out, out of the house, and uh, I head off, and I don't quite know what routes I take, but... I just find every time, after a while, that there I am, back in front of my house. I think he just keeps turning right and goes around the block and he finds himself in front of his house. So there he is, in front of his house. And I thought, well, in a way, that's, that's a picture 
of the believer. We're being led, we go through life, there are some difficulties, we don't always remember quite what's happened, we don't always what's behind us, but there'll be a time when we just find ourselves home, in front of our house. We've been brought back because our shepherd leads us and he leads us home. And it says, Surely and goodness and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lead me, Lord, and the Lord leads me. Well, we're going to sing a version of that lovely psalm, Psalm 23, for us to finish. And it's the version, The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. through in our decisions we do want to take on board that prayer that we've been looking at and own it for ourselves as we seek to follow you in our lives but we thank you Lord that you are the God who leads the shepherd who leads the shepherd who can be trusted to lead and we thank you that at the end of our days all believers will find themselves at home, having arrived, being led there by the Good Shepherd, 
And we praise you for that wonderful assurance and security. Amen.